0: what's up everybody this is the betrayed the addicted and the expert my name is Brandon, and I am the expert
1: and I'm Ashlyn and I was the betrayed
0: and I'm Kobe the recovering addict what you're gonna get is three unique perspectives on recovery and tools for hope and healing all right so is separation ever a good thing for a couple especially a couple dealing with addiction and betrayal trauma that's what we're talking about today yes and um, we're going to talk about what uh, you know healthy people do when they have a healthy separation as opposed to maybe an unhealthy separation okay Okay. so um, I just asked you guys this but um, you guys went through a separation
1: we did right we had an in-house separation so
0: explain what that is what does that mean or what did it mean for you guys?
1: For us, it meant we had a place in our basement that was a spare bedroom and bathroom. So Kobe moved down to the basement. Uh, we both work from home and we have two little kids and it was a opportunity for us to have space and have safety mm-hmm. and to really focus on our own selves, but also be like in different places, yeah, yeah, and so really, he would—he got ready downstairs, he slept downstairs. We did all those things separate, and I, my room became more of a safe place instead of this. I don't want to go to bed at night because he's there. Right,
0: right. What what other things shifted in the relationship? So, um, things like, you know, were you guys going out on dates just as much? Sex, like, the like, like what what, were the what happened in terms of? Yeah, the the rules and the norms of the relationship. um, Because if if you were separated technically, what did that mean other than sleeping in a different place?
1: Well, we weren't having sex, and we were not... um, It was more like there were a lot of uh, silence moments, Mm -hmm. more like we were um, functioning as a couple, as parents, in that role. Okay. Um, There wasn't a lot of uh, connection... What were the rules Otherwise that you gave me? First. It was
2: like you, you came to me and was like this is. What's oh, so
1: part of it was uh, we work out every morning as part of our recovery, and mm-hmm. I just said because um, we were already in specialized therapy when this happened. I just said I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna ask you to do anything. This is when I really let go, mm-hmm. and I said this is up to you. You have we're separating, and you really have to work recovery on your own. I'm not gonna wake you up in the morning. If you want to work out with me, you're welcome to, but I'm not gonna. Like, you right. have to do it on your own. Right. No more mom in me. Right. Good.
2: <laughs> what else did you, what else? Because it wasn't just the fact of like, working out, but.
1: Oh, going to, he went to SA during that time. Um, therapy, group, everything was like, you got to do this on your own. Right. So, so you I stopped handed, asking. You handed it over to him. I really yeah. did. And, I mean, it's sad that it took us a, a separation. An actual separation. To create that, but it, mm-hmm. it really was for me. Mm-hmm. And I did say in the beginning, I don't know. If this means I don't know if we're going to stay together, but I need this for me. I need separation. Um, I was very codependent of you know how he treated me r- resulted in how I felt and right all
0: that. So so okay. So I'm hearing a couple of things. I'm hearing when you guys separated, it changed the the attachment in the relationship from one where, you know, a, a normal married couple, you know, you talk about hard things together, um, you connect emotionally, hopefully, um, you connect sexually, and, and those things kind of shut down, right? And when those things shut down, another thing that happened is you, you separated from his addiction. You, you handed it back over to him. Um, he was an agent unto himself when it came to his recovery. And getting better, and you were doing your thing upstairs, right? Correct. Okay. So, if you look at this, was this good for the relationship?
1: For us, absolutely.
0: I would say it was bad for the relationship.
1: Okay, because we disconnected, but yeah. we were already it was, disconnected. It was
0: bad for the crappy relationship that you guys had. It destroyed the crappy relationship you had, right?
2: And that's what we want. So, it was a good thing for you that's, guys. That's so right? really funny to put it that way. Because yeah. I mean, that's exactly what it did. It, it, it was like this is all, like our norm is done. It's a, oh, it's over now. It changed. Your, your it relationship is over.
1: Like a hard line in the sand for us, I mm-hmm. felt like, and I know for Kobe because it really shook him up mm-hmm. to say, okay, like I'm not moving out of the house, but this is one step to, she can function without me.
0: Right, right. So a separation is is a risk and... Um, it's a risk that you guys very well could have ended up divorced because you moved towards separation. Um, Or you could have kept your old, bad relationship going the way that it was going, right? But there was no guarantee that Kobe was going to kick into gear and hit into into recovery when he went into this separation, right? Could have very well led you into more disconnection, more resentment, more anger toward each other and done damage to your relationship, Right. Yeah. But you knew that you were after something, mm-hmm. and what were you after?
1: Uh, for me, safety. Yeah. And um, this happened the day that he disclosed this second affair, and so it was a traumatic event, right? It
2: actually didn't happen that day. It although- did.
1: And I remember really? my therapist Amy saying, "Whatever you need to do to feel safe is the right
0: thing." That that is is okay. is is it is. Mm-hmm. You could have kept the old relationship going and and had a lack of safety in your relationship and what kind of real connection would you really have had, right. right? But because you knew that you needed to be able to have certain boundaries in place in order to get safety, it was the right thing to do for you to fight for a healthy relationship. Right. Because not, Sorry,
1: yeah. I was just going to say we disconnected from each other in that marriage part, but I think it also gave us this opportunity to connect with ourselves. Because I was journaling, I was spending time before bed like praying and really figuring out like what am I feeling? And I miss him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, where I wouldn't have felt those feelings maybe. Right. If he were in bed next to me.
0: Right. There's this there's this kind of debate that goes on between CSATs and how to do therapy with, with couples with betrayal trauma. And and uh, a lot of therapists believe that the first thing that you do, so a couple will come into treatment and they'll they'll sit down and they'll say, fix us, fix the relationship. And there's this sex addiction wedging between them. There's a lot of codependent behavior. And one of the first things that we do sometimes is say, okay, hang on. We are s- going to do individual therapy first. Mm-hmm. We're going to focus individually because we'll be beating our head against a wall trying to create healthy connection
1: here with all of these wedges between you guys. And I think that's exactly how we came into it. Yeah. Like we'd been doing couples therapy for so long. We just thought that's the way we're going to do this. Right. So it was kind of like, what?
0: It didn't work. Right. And then all of a sudden this separation, Mm -hmm. it, it literally made you say, okay, hang on here. Um, I'm, I'm not codependently working my recovery anymore. It's not about, it's not about the relationship anymore it's about me getting healthy so that i can then be in a healthy relationship whether it's with ashlyn whether it's with kobe um, i need to get healthy on my own so that i can create that type of a relationship right is that accurate kobe
2: just listening to you talk about that when i'm when i'm especially in reference to like codependency what i'm really seeing is the separation really facilitated inter Independence, yeah. which uh-huh. is the opposite of codependence, because man, I was so lost in in in, in codependence with Ashlyn that I, I didn't I didn't know. I, I just I was just I didn't know. I was so lost, but um, all of a sudden, just in in having to function by myself with all these, um, I don't know, just within the separation to live within the bounds of it. I had to. I was journaling myself. I was also. Um, um, doing my own recovery. I was owning my own bottom lines. And I still had to function within the house and, and work and still be hyper-vigilant on keeping my boundaries when executing my was dairies. like more
1: scary, right? Because he moved to the basement, yeah. which the basement was like this trigger for me because oh, that's where was, you That's totally where a lot used of acting happen. out took totally. place. Totally.
2: But, you know, I slept there, but I didn't spend any time there except from working out. and um, But all of a sudden, I had to be interdependent. I had you're, to be you're dependent myself. you in the basement
0: myself. alone, not having sex with ashlyn
2: mm-hmm.
0: like triggers that everywhere you just disclose something i, I very... actually
2: i actually didn't because and, and this is why for me specifically because we were still in that honeymoon period following the disclosure uh-huh. right where it's like everybody's like super uncomfortable <laughs> and you're pissed and you're mad and i'm like is she gonna leave me does she hate me right. and so i was still in that honeymoon period but but in truth though what i did do was we had created um bottom lines we'd created boundaries for me that um, starting with recovery, and, and that meant that, for instance, I didn't have devices downstairs. My phone was plugged in upstairs. That I had a curfew for it, and that I had time to be by myself to reflect and to think. I was also an individual and group, and I was going to um, to twelve step like every. So I was, I was still three times a week in in therapy which is pretty pretty critical important that you were
0: very connected to other people outside of Ashland in mm-hmm. your recovery mm-hmm. um, as you as you started into your recovery journey on your own right yeah, yeah. so
2: it really compelled us that way to, to interdependence yeah. and, um, and and looking back Brian that was just a really key piece for us to to let go of the old relationship and start new Sometimes the relationship um,
0: really is a liability for healthy recovery for individuals.
2: Uh, the but, rela- okay, so that, that's actually, I think, a really profound statement, say it again.
0: Sometimes the relationship
2: gets in the way and Like causes the old problems, relationship that, that was.
0: Yes, for the individuals to get into recovery. Um, the relationship it takes self-respect from the individuals. It um, creates drama, triggers a lot of shame. Um, all kinds of things Um, the emotional states that you go up and down in in the relationship can trigger relapse Um, and so removing the relationship can sometimes be a really good thing for the individual recovery but I want to make something clear it's not always the case Um, when you come into treatment or start the recovery process separation doesn't have to happen and a lot of couples that I work with, they have a level of safety, even even trust in the relationship still, and they have a connection still, and they don't need to go through a separation process to get healthy on an individual level. So it's a case-by-case basis. Sometimes separation can be a very good thing, though. Um, it's not always a bad thing. Um, separation done poorly can be a very bad thing for the relationship. Um, If it's done out of out of uh, revenge or spite, or you're just feeling controlled and there's resentment, um, there's no therapist or therapy involved or individual recovery work going on. Um, You just see each other in the house, and it's like, you know, just fosters resentment, just anger anger. and hatred in the house, and you can't even talk to each other. And it's it that's not healthy, Um, and it's not a healthy thing for either individual. Um, ideally that separation is what you guys are talking about is that you give each other some space so that you can then work on yourself and go from that codependency to that interdependency in your recovery and and it's helpful for a therapist to kind of help you design that to say look okay where are you gonna sleep Um, how often are you gonna do therapy individually Um, I'll uh, with a lot of couples I'll do sessions that i don't really consider couple sessions um, but they're they're coming as a couple and what i mean by that is they'll be doing their individual therapy but then maybe once a month every six weeks we'll check in as a couple and just uh, on, on like logistics like how are things going what do you see in their recovery what are you seeing in their recovery like where are we progressing toward and just check in on kind of like you're still married you're still going to be working toward a healthy relationship between you guys um, but you've let go of 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 any unhealthiness in terms of a codependent recovery and so um so separation isn't for everybody um there is such thing as a therapeutic separation and that's where a therapist is guiding it um, checking in with the couple and making sure that they're working on some things individually so that they can check in as a couple. So. Uh,
1: Do you have any tips on whether it's in home or outside the home?
0: Yeah. Um, we have our
1: reasons for why we chose, but.
0: There's a lot of different factors. So things like money factor in, you know, we can't afford another apartment. And so let's make this in home separation work. Um, things like safety issues you know if there's domestic violence or things like that then i would say an in-home separation is not a good idea um get some physical space from the other person um even emotional abuse and like if you need one of the major reasons why a separation happens is safety and so if if you need to be sure that you can have a safe place where that other person can't just walk in your door or then, then, maybe you need a little more space. But if you feel like that other person will respect your personal space, and that you can have that barrier in the home, awesome, right? That that can work. And so, um, a, a a lot of things, other things like family factor in as well. Can you go stay at a brother's basement? Is it a healthy place for you to stay there, or will he just contribute to the whole problem? And you know, so so you look at the circumstance and say, like, really, what will work best for us to support us in our individual recovery Um, you know if if you do an in-home separation and then you guys can't stop fighting and you're always like at each other's throat then you're not really separated you're like constantly going at it with each other and so um, so you got to gauge that you got to be honest with yourself whether it'll work or not sounds like your in-home separation was really good you had your space you had your basement, right? We
1: had therapy in group and you we had other support. Had the same therapist. <laughs>
2: and this was I mean you you designed this with, with Amy. Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was like from the go like the, the right pieces. And we had kind of a plan for
1: afterwards too. We did the sex fast and um, Sense8. Yeah.
0: Sometimes like um, you know you guys had the same therapist and I've, I've heard some people say it's not a good thing for a couple to have the same therapist um, i actually don't believe that i think it's a good thing for the couple to have the same therapist as long as that therapist is really good and what i mean by that is they can just be a constant in um, they don't take sides um, they don't buy into the drama they can hold both parties accountable toward working toward the same goal. And so uh, having the same therapist when you're separated is actually quite beneficial because they know what's going on with both people. Um, It can can be kind of destructive if you have different therapists with different philosophies.
1: And only one side of the story, right? and, And only
0: one side of the story. And if one of those therapists buys into the victim narrative and feeds it and fuels it, it can actually Really get in the way of of creating healthy connection again for the couple, and so I th- this is just purely my opinion. I think ideally you find a therapist who's really really good, and can be both of your therapists. Um, you know, second best would be you find two good therapists who are really good, and you individually have your own therapist. So, um, but I do think it's important. We t- we talked about a couple weeks ago. You know, what if they're not working their recovery? and um, you know in some cases that's the case is, is you, 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 you end up in separation because one person is refusing to fight for the marriage and therapeutic separation isn't always about like we're just separating so we can each get healthy sometimes the person is saying look i need my space now because you're breaking my boundaries um, in not fighting for us and not working your recovery and And so, a separation like that can actually be really good um, to kind of... You're you're putting it on the line. You're saying, look, like, we're moving toward divorce. That's that's where this is going. And either you're going to decide to fight for me and fight for us or you're not. So, before you jump to divorce, you can go through a separation process with one person working their recovery while the other person is actually kind of refusing. And so I've seen couples go through that progression toward divorce. I've seen a couple, I've seen, I say a couple, I've seen couples go into that place and it's a really hard place and the person who's being stubborn will say, you know what, like, I'm going to start fighting now. Like, I hate being separated and I'm going to lose my spouse and I don't want that to happen.
2: That's a boundary issue, I mean, that, that I recognize, meaning like... I'm not used to having boundaries and once my loved one sets a boundary it's like i'm resisting because it's like this isn't normal this isn't right. our norm right. and so i would say if, if if you're in a relationship you're listening and you're in that relationship where you're really resisting boundaries that are put in place by your loved one that's just a sign that you actually need to let that stuff go because you need to redefine the relationship as you know it
0: if your spouse is saying look we need a separation and you're saying no we don't uh you got problems because the the reality is 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 you're not connected to them in any way, and so there's there's a good reason why they're saying you need a separation, mm-hmm. right? And if you can't listen to that, then you're probably going to get really prideful and and victimy and and destroy your
2: relationship, and resent, resentful and, yeah. and bitter. It's uh, it, it's a, that was that was definitely on the on the table for us. In fact, when you first came to me, like when you said we're going to do an in home separation, I don't know how long it's going to be. I like I heard like this loud laughter hit the back of my teeth. Like, yeah, right. Like I, I was I was in that place mm-hmm. where I was resistant, but I just held quiet. Thankfully, it hit the back of my teeth. My 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 resistance. But um
0: you were like, Yeah, right, that's not yeah, like yeah, I'm not like, gonna do that. That's the
2: dumbest idea. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. like that that's really that's really how it went yeah. down. But um but I, I can't express enough. Like how good it was for me to to realize one one like the seriousness of it, mm-hmm. right? The seriousness of the situation. Like this is how this is how serious it is like. Kobe, like and I was of the mind frame where I had I had um, ended the second affair and a year had gone by, and and I was like in, in, my, own, in my own mind I was justifying the idea that. Like years gone by. I'm good. I I sought therapy. But it's not I, I wanted to do to it. Right. Totally. So I was under like a, I was in denial. Really about the severity of what that meant, and I needed the the separation to really understand. Like this, your second affair, you douche. Right. Is, is it could be a deal killer. Right. To this whole marriage. Right. I needed to have that, and um, but I also needed to um, to have space to. To work on me, so right. what, the 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 energy that I had, I guess, from that whole thing was poured into my own recovery. Right,
0: right. You know what's interesting? Like, okay, I, I see this all the time, and it and it drives me crazy. Um, you have a second affair, and mm-hmm. so let's just just hypothetical. So Ashlyn says, okay, we're we're gonna have a separation, or let's say she even went as far to say like, pack your bags, you're leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, um, who's the one destroying the relationship? Who's the person actually destroying the relationship here? Because usually what happens is the addict will come back and say, "How dare you kick me kick me out?" Yeah. And he's been having affairs he's been choosing not to be in his relationship at all really in so many ways totally he's been choosing to act outside of the marriage over and over again she's actually fighting for the relationship and fighting for the marriage by having boundaries and saying this This is not work for us right and then she gets like blamed and all kinds of all kinds of stuff heaped upon her because she's the one saying you know in family can can judge it a lot like oh Oh, look she kicked him out how horrible is she and why would she do that and they have
2: no idea what actually is going on behind the scenes Mm -hmm. and so yeah that's a really uh, touchy part i will also add to this too um one of the things that we said we wanted to do was i needed to be up and ready and and we didn't we didn't come out and tell our girls what was actually happening and um and the idea was is i'll sleep downstairs but i'll just get up make the bed and just kind of carry on with the day, but at, at some point during that separation, I remember Lucy came and I was like, "So, so, Dad, why are you sleeping in the basement?" And um, and I didn't want to just make anything up, and I said, "Well, sometimes Mom, you know, Mom, well, sometimes parents need a little little space from each other." Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Okay, like that was like totally okay with her," and so I didn't get into any of the minutia of it, but I certainly didn't like run from it and so i think maybe speaking to that for just a moment you know how do you position this with your kids that's a great question
1: and and, and, i feel like it allowed us to not fight in front of that i mean. Even on the way here, we're arguing because we're so late, because Kobe made us late, as usual. Oh,
2: man. I love it, but That's I hate it. That's a statement <laughs> that has so much more behind it. Hey,
0: hey I-, I spent a week with this guy. He does make people late. I will validate
1: <laughs> See, <that>. Kobe? <laughs> I own it. I own it. No, so we're arguing, <laughs> and my seven-year-old is like, I hate when you guys argue in front of us. Or, like, change your hearts. And, like, she's trying to be the mom in the uh-huh, relationship, uh-huh. and they hate it like you hate to see your parents fight and so and i'm like you guys we rarely do this and you just see it and it's okay for us to be not getting along right we're not screaming and yelling we're just not getting along and we always make it right but um i think it allowed us that space to not be fighting in front of the kids yeah
0: yeah it's you know i i met with a teenager this this week and he was guarded and but when i started digging down he just crumbled and he started crying and he, he just said I'm so scared my parents are gonna get divorced like and, and what what he's picking up on is he he can feel the the unhealthiness he can feel the lack of love the lack of attachment in the, in the relationship and that we could do podcast after podcast on this topic about kids um, but it's really tricky because it depends on how much they can perceive it depends on their age as to how honest and upfront, you're, you are with them. And, it, and it's child by child. Like my nine-year-old, she picks up on everything. And so I would talk to her different than I would another another nine-year-old if something bad were happening or going on in, in her life and in our life. Um, but I do think it's something that needs to be acknowledged no matter what age the child is. So you might not go into much detail. But it's like, yeah, this is happening. Like, dad is sleeping downstairs. or, And you don't have to tell every detail why. Um, but kids are a lot smarter than we think they are. And they pick up a lot more than you think. And, and they it,
1: worry about things more than we know. Oh, they
0: ruminate and yeah. worry. And it's so much better for them, for, for mom or dad, to at least acknowledge and validate how they're feeling than for mom and dad to fake it and mm-hmm. act like nothing's going on um, and and then they're just confused and they have they have no idea what's if happening
2: if you don't tell them what to think and what truth is they'll come up with their own version of it that's probably far far distant from well, reality I mean, you know what like and you know, you know what
0: kids do a lot of the time is they blame themselves oh, as they say it's man. I did this bad thing and that's why mom and dad are in this bad place, or and, and that's the last thing you want is for, for sure. them to internalize it. That that's actually the roots of shame is when when healthy attachment breaks down around a child is they say it's not mom and dad that are bad, it's me that's bad, and that's what you don't want. And so you want to get to your kids and you want to talk to them and and, and have a level of um, discretion with with your disclosure around things. Obviously, you don't want to dig into certain things with your children and
2: or go to blaming. Oh, you'll know, blame the other in front of the in front kids. of the other
0: kids. But you know what? There is some truths that might need to be said, like, like yeah, I said I told Mike, like
1: when they saw me crying or something—not hysterical crying, but like sad. I would just say I'm sad. Dad hurt my feelings, yeah. and I'm sad, and you know I'm working through it. And I, I think that's okay for that's them good. to know. Like one, that relationships are real. Like they're not the magical. Fairy tale thing that right. we don't always agree on things and we hurt each other's feelings.
0: Absolutely, you know I've seen uh, people with older kids, you know, like early twenties or whatever. Um, the the wife saying, you know what, uh, Dad cheated on me, and and not not in a going to try to drag him through the mud or whatever, just for them to really understand what is what is what is actually going on here. Mm-hmm. You know why why is Mom acting the way she is? Why is Dad? You know, so just for more clarity, and the, and those kids are old enough to comprehend and understand, like, oh, this is what's going on, yeah. you know. And so, that's a good question, Kobe. The, the you know separation affects a lot more than just the two of you. Um, it affects it affects your neighbors. They're wondering what's going totally. on. It affects your kids. It affects your your other family. Well, and, and
1: your kids go and tell people, right? You know, yeah. I think when we first started talking to our kids about. Our story and telling them, you know, we'd been in therapy for what? Um, our what? She was like five at the time. Went to school and was like, "My dad looks at porn." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, you so misunderstood." Funny. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> he used to, <laughs> but she was like proud. She couldn't articulate right, the right way right. of saying it until we actually said, "This is what's what's going, going on." on.
2: And then she yeah. went to school and was like, "My dad used to look at porn," <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. which was, you know, equally
2: equally funny. But, yeah. but I guess just kind of kind of capturing all of this together, I, from my perspective, having gone through this this separation. What you said at the very beginning was, it's important that the old relationship die and be oh. redefined right. with boundaries, um, with with very clear definitions of what is permissible and what is not is so so important right. and for us the separation that we chose in home which is not the same as what everybody chooses and that's okay but the separ- no matter how you do it right. as far as in home, out home, whatever and for whatever length of time it's important that that, that, that old relationship die yep. I'm just thinking back to what you said because yep. it ours needed to desperately desperately right.
1: and right. that's really the answer when people say like, how can you stay with someone who cheats but it's like Once a cheater, always a cheater, unless you do the work. Like if you guys are going to make change in therapy and do the hard stuff, then you can have this rad relationship. That's totally different than that one you had,
0: which is totally a hundred percent possible. But if, if you're willing to, oh yeah, the hard
1: stuff. right yeah
0: (laughs) So yeah, it's, it's not that you're stuck in this, this relationship with this person that can never change because I promise you, you guys, your spouse can change but you can't change them. They need mm-hmm. to be willing to, to make those changes. And if they are, and if you are, and you're both humble enough to do that, no matter what you've been through, you can create a whole new relationship that's built on trust and safety. And- um, That's worth
2: fighting for. Yeah, and
0: it's awesome to see couples do it. Like I've seen couples who've been in the depths of hell and and they fight their way, way out and they, they appreciate their new relationships so much because they've been in those bad places.
1: Yeah. So. That's I awesome. told someone this week, um, they said, is it really like, is this real? Is this really going to get better? Like they right. appreciate the us sharing, but really like mm-hmm. what does work big for skepticism. me? Skepticism. Yes. And I'm like, yeah, we we're still learning. We still have so much to learn. We're still in couples therapy three years into this, but the cool part of it, and it, you hate hearing this at the beginning, but if we hadn't had this big messy ick that made us get into therapy and make change for ourselves, we wouldn't be in this really connected marriage and relationship. Like we could have lived, we lived 14 years in a very okay relationship, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And we could have kept going or it just ended it.
0: Right, that's what most people do, Right. I
1: said, you know, wow, I wonder how many people just live like we did. Just like, this is enough. Right. And I don't want people to live just okay and right. enough like you want to have joy and
0: but to go for the gold sometimes you've got to go through the the struggle the struggle the hard part right yeah and and sometimes that struggle is getting honest enough with yourselves of like look we got to take a break from each other so that we can get healthy and that's scary it's yeah. so scary so
1: but i love that what you said though like you love him enough to say this is what we need. Yeah. And I've heard that even in recent friends who've said, who separated. I love them so much, but we need this. Right. Right. So.
0: All right, you guys. Thanks for listening. Um, share this if you know anybody who, who needs it. And any last words, guys? <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. Don't get your head on the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, have a good one. All right. See you guys.